<laughs> really? You okay there? Jesus fuck, dude. So I, I just grabbed one of the drinks on my desk and took a swig, not realizing it was a bottle of malt vinegar and not my coffee. God damn <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, but that's kind of perfect for the show, isn't it? <laughs> that's a taste. And that's a cold open. Yeah, that probably is the cold open now. <laughs> Boku no Stop, a podcast that is about to go court the financial section for their support. I'm Fletcher. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And this week we're covering episodes 25 through 28 of Space Runaway Ideon, in a format that will hopefully be much more easy to follow for the ADD addled. What happened last we time? Are just going... I forget. Also, we should say. Last time we uh, arrived at the planet Corale, where a bunch of innocents got fucked over by the new buff traitor-slash-commander Darum Zuba and the Obe Fo- Ome Foundation showing up to try and capture the giant and use it in a military coup. And it didn't work. Yeah, it hasn't worked yet. Gije is with them, too. I really hate that this thing is called the gel zone. That's so fucking bad. <laughs> that's what they great. That's that's you know that's what employees at Bed Bath and Beyond call the Doctor Shoals find your insert stand is the gel zone. Mm, Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed Bath and Beyond the MSRP. Look, as a candle man, I am entirely down with Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, fuck it. How are? How did you not know I'm a candle dude? Uh, you know, what? Oh, but like I know candle you, dude. Mm, I know why Fletcher Fletcher's a non-standard candle dude. I get what you're saying. That's yeah. That's what my assumption was on that. <laughs> like at first I'm just like, oh, he likes uh, you know Yankee candle scents, and then I thought about it for a second. It's really wild that there's an entire store dedicated to the smell of northern aggression. I know, right? <laughs> also, all and my it smells so good. So I'm now trying to light this candle, and two of these have just gone out instantly. There we go. Okay. You said the word candle, and now I have to light something on fire. I mean, makes sense. By association. just how my life works. (laughs) Cool. Lemon lavender. Anyhow. We are going to pick up at episode 25, where, because they discover that they're only being harried by mercenaries and not the army, the crew of the Solo ship decides, we can take them all out. We can end this chase. And thus we get... With all of our new fighter ships that have never been in the show before, but now we have a million. Don't worry about it. That's the leftovers of the Corallian forces. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, Anyone who can survive and who has some piece of tech is joining in the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like uh, they're not the these are also like X-wing looking things, right? Like, yeah, 
The, the, yeah. The, the show is just Battlestar Galactica now that they both have a million ships. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I gotta say, this episode is probably, like, prime candidate for let's fast track this one because there's a lot of dogfighting and it's it's all right to watch. It's just not much to talk about. Here's right. the issue is that some major story beats happen here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But this is also it. an episode where because so much of the budget went to the dogfight and like very unique space animation, so many characters are off model. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird one. But yeah, uh, let me just hit the brief and then if we want to do any discussion of it, let's go there. Let's do it. The remnants of Karale and the solo ship team up, deciding to launch an offensive against Darum's forces, while the command crew of the ship begin leaning on Karala to tell them where Buff Earth is and end this war. The Ideon powers up when Cosmo and Bess both decide to wield the six Civ tech as suicidally as possible, and Gijay and Cosmo have a duel outside the Mecca with the deadly results to the battle. So yeah, yeah there's a there's a walleye dude in the fucking elevator in this opening scene, and he makes me crack up every time I see him, which is why he's in the notes. And he will be the podcast art this week. He's so doofy. He's just like spacing out with his mouth open. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, like yeah, a like he's a person. <laughs> it's like you got to give him like one of the henchmen's voices from um, Venture Brothers, uh, the tall one, whose name I is that twenty three? I can't remember which one's twenty three. I think 23 is the one who... Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. 21. 21 is the one I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about this, man. Yeah, that, that'd be the exact voice for this guy. Yes. Off with a girl like Kitten, too. I hate this. So, Kasha's uh, showing show uh, a, a little bit of, uh, I guess, would you call this Sundari energy here? Or, like, I... I don't really know what her stance is on this whole thing. I legitimately forget what Kasha's end in this series is, which is why I can't remember where this part goes. We all know yeah, Kasha loves she... murdering people. Yeah, because she's giving Cosmo shit for crushing real hard on uh, Kitty. Because you see, Co you know, Cosmo and Kitty are uh, driving around. Uh, and he's like, oh, you could, like, join the ship or something. And she's like, why? And he's like, um, um you know. <laughs> oh, oof. I just looked up a thing from Be Invoked that I needed, and it's like, uh. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that ends badly. Let's say it that way. Yeah, that's not terribly surprising. So glad that What's-Her-Name dies. Yeah, I guess we may as well cover this is where Kitty Kitten gets iced by Darum Zuba. Thank fucking God. And then there's just like this music like you give a shit about her at all. <laughs> you really hate this character. She's just a lot of nothing is the problem. Like, she's here for two or three episodes and she's really just kind of a stand in for the people on Karale. And then she dies like... We we had no time to put emotional investment in it. Like, and even, I mean, we don't know how long they've been on this planet, but probably no longer than a week, right? I think we're closer to a month, given that we're starting to have resettlement plans, and they're talking about <sighs> maybe. Yeah, you just don't see a lot of that, and like the the next episode, like previously on, says like calls her his girlfriend, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> when did that come from? 
like it's not even established that they are like in some type of relationship at all uh by the time she's dead well here's the thing the victors write history matt and since he's the only survivor he gets to call her the girlfriend sigh if she wanted to be single she should have survived yeah that's a big yikes for me what did the chief say about it matt it ain't it oh hey did you hear about the fact that uh jordan peterson is possibly a catatonic corpse under his sadistic daughter's care in russia hell yeah 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 i've been seeing that story that's i've been loving that you know he survives without much to say much like a lobster you ever seen that movie, by the way? What? I've been no. meaning to the for lobster. a long time. No. Yeah. It's been on my queue, but like, it's legitimately good. I I it sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I decided to watch The Watchmen, which was terrible. Yeah, you could have watched The Lobster in one tenth the time and had some fun. <laughs> I wanna watch that out of morbid curiosity, but like I don't have HBO and don't want to pay for it. So that ain't happening. I pay for it and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> What if you just listen to the soundtrack on Spotify while you work instead? Yeah, that's probably where I'm going to end up. Hmm. Minus the Spotify. Anyway, so yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Harulu is going to send along some reinforcements next episode, including anti-giant heavy mobile mechas, but none of that's here left. Uh, and since y'all wanted to speed through this, it's mostly dogfight. The biggest thing about this is that Cosmo gets Roy Fokard early in the battle, and he is bleeding out in his suit, but trying to kill every last buff before he collapses Does that to make happen sure to everyone's meet the safe. Is that what ha- is that what that's about? That's a Macross joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoilers for Macross. There is a character who gets shot in a battle, finishes his mission, comes home, and expires on his girlfriend's couch while she makes dinner because he doesn't want to tell anyone that, hey, I'm gut shot. Oof. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, like, there's a bit where he... Cooking, am I right? Uh-huh. <laughs> she was making a pineapple salad. That sounds awful. That's probably good. I, I don't d- know. Disagree. Yeah, it's probably good. What you other you good citrus dude? What, uh, no, but what other good things are you going to combine with pineapple and lettuce? Like pineapple oh, yeah. does not gel does, with like a salad cheese. does not necessarily mean lettuce. Yeah, you don't need lettuce in a salad. Man. Okay, well, that's, yeah. Please, please, everybody knows that like lettuce or spinach are the platonic ideal of salad. Fuck off. It's the twenty second century. We've evolved beyond your mere greens. I like mustard greens. Kind of spicy. I like it. Hmm. I could try that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, like, part of that, too, is uh, Cosmo sees, like, EJ has to bail out, and he tries to attach three nukes to the Ideon to blow it up, and Cosmo catches this, and, like, he tries to duel, and then eventually just kind of loses his strength, but they were able to stop the, the nukes from blowing up uh, the Ideon, even though that probably wouldn't have killed it, because we've already tried that once, but it would have slowed it down, for sure. You know, three of them might have three done of it. That maybe, yeah. Because remember, we melted off a chunk of the shoulder with one. Oh, that is true. It did. It did do some significant damage. Uh, but yeah. yeah, he's trying to to sell. You know, sell out to finish this fight. You know, and Bess is also like out for blood too. 
Like, he yeah, he's also gun. piloting like a madman, but he can't do as much damage with the solo ship. It, doesn't he blow up the engine on the solo ship? Like, yes, and somehow lava car. comes out of it. And somehow this is not there. Like, they completely fixed it by the next episode. <laughs> Look, man, Star Trek rules. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, there's a really funny bit here, too, where... Uh, Daram goes like, what is a kamikaze attack? I've seen this in a video. Yeah, he does say that, and that's a very <laughs> weird comment. And then he also goes, this is how this is the, this is a slave tactic is what he calls it. <laughs> I mean, Daram Zuba is basically, I said it last time, he's what guys like Elon Musk think they are. So yes, he would absolutely be all about that apartheid life. Yeah. And luckily, uh, at the end of this, uh, Cosmo needs a blood transfusion, and he, happen he happens to be type O, which I'm sure somebody could tell me what that means in terms of personality traits. Personality traits, no, but I can tell you what that means in terms of blood types as a type O. That it's rare? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Universal donor? Yeah, we can only accept from other O's, though. Which means, luckily, um, they happen to have somebody who does have type O. It's Kerala. It's Kerala. So now we have a buff Earthling hybrid on board. Well, at least the first one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not even going to dance around it. There's going to be more. More uh, blood transfusions. No, more buff Earth hybrids. Yeah. No, you you've hinted at this before, and I've been like keeping my eye out for like when is that actually gonna happen? Happen. Look, all I'm saying, your boy best getting it wet. Did you not see the line at the end of the episode? No. They basically say the first but not the last. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, quite literally. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, you you already know who it's going to be. <laughs> uh yeah. That's that's pretty much the episode. Also, uh, Buff Earth, Planet Solo, and Disco Earth, which is how I've started referring to our planet, given the fashions that are on display, are on a straight line through the stars, roughly 250 light years from Solo in each direction. So dumb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Kerala, like, the, the big thing with Kerala pointing out where the Buff Earth is, like, they, they play this, I think they play it pretty well, because, like, you can tell that she's really struggling to make the decision, and then at the end she's just like, Sure, it's here. Do it. You know what we should do? I thought about this while uh, on the last episode of this batch. We should just watch okay. uh, the live-action uh, Space Battleship Yamato, which I enjoyed, even though it's not great. It's very fun. It easily accessible anywhere? YouTube. You can just do a YouTube rental for like three bucks. Alright, that's fine. Yeah, we can do that as the bonus on this one. It's pretty good. Ideo! So, next up, uh, with Kitty Kitten Dead and Cosmo in a Coma, we get Deadly Fight, Fear of Gel. The quest to wipe out all of Darum Zuba's men continues, with the death of Kitty Kitten alerting the Earthlings survivors are still a threat. Harulu's reinforcements have arrived, however, and Zuba is armed with more tech than ever, while the Ideon star pilot is too wrecked to fight. Any? Does anyone really want to go into this one? Because... I think this is the one that's the most skippable. They're all pretty skippable, except for um, 27. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I would... I think the 
like Cosmo's like fever dreams. Like Cosmo's fever dreams are pretty good. Like yeah, the psychedelic opening to this owns. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's yeah. cool, but what are we gonna say about it? Cosmo didn't know that uh, Kitty was killed in the last episode, and like it for the record, like Durab, like like they that like one of the five year olds shoots a dude, and then yep. Durab shoots uh, Kitty, and then goes, "Oh God, that she was a child. That was bad." Peace uh, out. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes, it really does end was, like a bad SNL skit. I really, oh shit! I really wanted them to push the dead guy off the ship <laughs> instead of pull him in. <laughs> or just like cut him in half with the cockpit closing. Oh jeez, that's grim. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, like Cosmo wakes up, and like by the time everyone, you know, we get to him woken up, he's like in a complete fit because uh, Kitty is dead, and he's lashing out at everybody, and everyone's being super reasonable to him about it. Even though Cosmo does a whole massive. fucking roast battle on the crew of the solo ship. Dude, he's such a dick. This is exactly what it was like when I had anesthesia last time. It's just absolutely just laying into every person around me who dares to speak to me at all. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Can't, cannot wait to try not to be rude to my wife when I have all my teeth removed. Huh. Also, there is a scene in here where Gije made the most amazing face because Darum Zuba has the galaxy brain moment of Harulu loves me because she gave me super weapons not 30 seconds after calling her that bitch Harulu. He says something like, maybe it turns out she's a cute woman after all. And Gijay's just Ooh. staring at him like, Ooh. what? Like, <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because like the idea is that like she overcompensated with uh, the return for like them lending her a ship. Look, he's buff, not a brain scientist. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, this is the debut of the beam designed to melt brains. Yeah, like seriously, it got fucking weird. But thankfully, Cosmo is a mutant now, so he can shrug that off. Yeah, like I, I was, I saw that coming. That like something about him was go- or like his condition was gonna help him like overcome this but maybe that's not it maybe it was just his like blood like yeah blood it's hurt. it's the mutant thing because you notice in the other episodes he just ignores the beam now <laughs> yeah it, it, like it gives you it says like it'll take five minutes to to cook someone's brain which like yikes that's a really dire thing to do to somebody but also like five minutes is actually kind of a long time Takes like, about four to choke someone out and kill them. Yeah, yeah, but like they really want to just kill the crew and take the robot. And oh yeah, and like the new the new ships are called the Galvozix. Yeah, it's, it's a weird name. These weird names are just they just sound so also, goofy to me. Spaceships, I can't take them mechs. seriously. Fuck off. They're yeah, a they're combiner. Not... They're a combiner but... like the Ideon. Okay. Yeah, they uh, are a combiner. There has to be three of them. That's how you know it's an anti-Ideon uh, thing. Uh, Okay. Okay. I'd be like if I drove a Jeep into an airplane and also there's a bicycle on board, that airplane is now a mech. I don't know, dude. Mechs are usually very humanoid. Eh. They are heavy mobile mecha. That is what their classification is. Okay, just because they call it that doesn't mean it's true. Look, man, I'm quoting the show. (laughs) What are you going with, Mr. Bicycle Jeep? I... I'm going with a proud tradition called gatekeeping. 
Everybody loves That's her. Right. Everybody, everybody approves. That tracks. Everybody disliked that. Anyhow, uh, episodes end. Everyone decides, you know what the best solution is right now? That we've gotten rid of them for good. Let's go to Earth. Except they actually put more trackers on the fucking ship before they leave. <laughs> what? The biological trackers he- come back. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah, like they shoot like Did a lot of them. Did you not look where that happened? No, I wasn't looking. I was looking at my phone because yeah. I was bored. Yeah, like they like they shoot like 30 of them and like three of them stick and he's like, oh, these oh. biological trackers will keep the keep us following them everywhere. That's oh. how that's why they thought they got away, but like yeah, Durham escaped and had, had trackers. Fuck them. off, Tomino. I'm so sick of trackers. I'm so sick of we go to a colony, they attack us, they don't trust us, and then the buff clan show up and obliterate them. Just fucking keep playing the hits, my guy. Good news, you got at least one more of those. Great, love it. Love it. Just after episode 27. Yeah, infiltrate the lunar base. Uh Uh-huh. Turns out Earth isn't so hot on the ship that's gotten two planets and counting glass arriving in their orbit. So Cheryl heads to a warehouse on the moon that looks identical to every other warehouse in the solar system, while the Buff Clan show up at the home planet of humanity. A massive info dump rounds out the episode, and the solo ship makes a new friend. Yeah, Cheryl makes a new boyfriend who gets murdered. Cheryl is horny for science this episode. Yeah, it feels really out of character. Cheryl gives the fucking Misato wink to Cosmo and the ship. Yeah, there was like... When I saw that, like, before she even winked, I'm like, that that pose, like, the way her face looks in the in the screen, I'm just like, she's gonna wink, isn't she? Like, she's playing really kind of coy in this scene in a way that was, like, very much out of, like, out of sorts with her. Matt, quote, I can tell when a lady's horny. Sometimes you can. It wasn't so much, like, horny as it was just kind of, like, being sweet on. Like, she was definitely sweet-talking. Uh, a little bit. I mean, she probably shouldn't have sweet-talked the fucking 11-year-old, but still. Anyhow, uh, Gije is the first buff not on the solo ship to realize that meteors are hitting the Earth as well as buff Earth, and Darum waves it off and goes, give me a giant, Gije. Mm-hmm. Also, this is the debut of the new iCatch animation for the new toy. Uh-huh. Which kind of spoils the reveal next episode. Yeah, it does. And it sort of... I mean, I I gotta say, the internet brain poisoning... The first time I, uh, first time I saw this, I'm just like, oh, this is the nutting in space pushing you backwards meme right here. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Because <laughs> it does push the idiot back. Yeah, it shoves it back so the iCatch uh, title can appear. Uh-huh. God damn it. <laughs> how is it Chris? How is it not Chris who made that joke? Because I'm just over here just being sli- silently blown away by a nutting in space pushes you backwards meme that I didn't know existed. What? You hadn't heard this before? <laughs> no, but I love it. And of course it does. <laughs> it seems very much your shit. <laughs> wow. <sighs> uh, that meme does have big Chris Taylor energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm legitimately shocked you didn't know that one. So, yeah. 
Uh, Cheryl has to be snuck onto the moon base to get an interface with the supercomputer Gloria, which, sadly, is under the control of the military. (laughs) I love how everyone knew where I was going with that voice. Thank you. But, yeah, they sneak onto the base. Cheryl gets a lot of data, but at the cost of a cute scientist's life. So she now has PTSD. Okay. Like, this is, this is so dumb because it happens so quickly. Like, for one thing, how did you not think this was a terrible idea to sneak upon a military base and use their supercomputer and not think you're going to get everybody in fucking trouble because the military is busy trying not to kill themselves and knowing where the fire extinguisher is jolliver had to carry that printer somehow yeah and like that that's the other thing is like jolliver comes back and like when he describes what they've learned like he just goes on and on like wait what when the fuck did you learn these things he had a lot of time to read over their shoulders while he had the gun. I would fire whoever programmed the output for the energy reading, because why would you print, like, 7,000 nines before an infinity symbol? Just print the fucking infinity symbol. <laughs> Every, everybody knows that writing to standard out is usually the slowest part of your application. This mm-hmm. is true. So, Cheryl gets to touch the computer, and she tells us that the ED really has uh, infinite energy, and it is the will of the entire subsumed sixth civilization, and it only wakes in, um, like, it can't do anything, even though it's technically a fully cognizant, like, being, like, it's a mechanical life, uh, and it's operating on self-defense, uh, specifically, like, the self-defense of Piper Lou is what makes it move. And then, uh, Jolliver explains it and just goes, Gus was like, no, that's weird. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. literally the response. I love it. Uh, I love it so much. It's accurate, though, because that's how what I thought. <laughs> Even though I knew that was what was happening, the way they explained it, he's like, that's weird. <laughs> Gus was seriously just like, no, no. <laughs> Well, like, the thing that I don't Cosmo, understand... Colin, the audience serving it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this is bullshit. Yeah. This? <laughs> <laughs> that computer's broken. We can't trust a woman computer. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. No, like, Why? the thing I don't understand here, and I don't know if they'll explain it better later, but it it's like, either... The sixth civilization is the Idion's energy, or... It is. The Ide- okay. But then they also say it also destroyed the sixth civilization because they couldn't control yeah, it. Yeah, the Idion is so a like, robot powered by, like, a Native American burial ground, dude. Come on. Yes, that's straight up it. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, that's why you don't build robots. Robots on them. Didn't you see the Ebonyville Horror? Yeah, Planet Solo uh, is basically the fucking grave of the Sixth Civilization. But the, like, then they had enough time to bury it. Like, I'm, it's kind of no crazy. time. Time did that. Oh, time did that. Yeah, I yeah. Guess, that's why it was near the surface. It was just Matt, sediment and things covered everything. Matt and I quote: uh, "How did I can't believe the dinosaurs had time to bury themselves after they died." Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> that's what you just said. Uh... Uh, <laughs> is there anything else we want to discuss about this no, episode? That's other- it. it sucks. 
No, it's weird. Cheryl meets a guy. All of his dialogue <laughs> is basically just him saying in code, please feel affection for me. And then he dies. And then she gets really fucked up about it. Also, Daram Zuba is abandoned on the moon or abandons Gijay on the moon. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Because Gijay had to bail. Can't wait to find out how Gijay comes back. You see it at the end of episode 28. Does he? Yeah. He, he uh, gets on one of the transports to the solo I, ship. I'll be honest. Yeah, he, I can't uh, tell him apart. Well, that's because he he changed out of his uh, green spacesuit for a yellow spacesuit, so he would blend in. Look, all the yep. all I'm saying, all the buff clan look the same. <laughs> Just an entire uh, planet of identical looking people. Well, uh, it's also super hard. Like, I get really confused on who's talking at times because I can't tell through those spacesuits, like the green spacesuits, which one is uh, like Daram and which one is Gijay. They literally gave them special colored visors. I it still didn't register. You know what I like, noticed I just, and I hate is that Cosmo's helmet has like a glass like pharaoh chin. What is Yeah, that? it's got a chin. What is it's got that? a neck yeah. protector? Why? I don't know. It's so dumb. No, I don't know, but I have also noticed that and it kills me when there are shots where it's like looking across Deck's face and his helmet doesn't have that and Cosmo's does. Yes, I get it so stupid was this, was this the first time they like animated the visor closing because i don't remember seeing that before they've done that a couple of times it does do the pinch yeah. in the middle thing yeah which also doesn't make a whole lot of sense so but, let's talk you know, about how this is in the future after bernie sanders wins and unionizes the entire earth well first let me give you the brief on episode 28 wrath of the wave gun I'm actually going to steal the episode description from Verve here because someone had a fucking fun time writing this. <laughs> the buff clan attack again. The Earth forces order the solo ship survivors to surrender the Idion and their ship, and Cosmo gets a really big gun. I like that episode descriptions are regularly really, really understated because you can't spoil anything. And some guy's job is to just write descriptions all day. I uh, got keyed mm. into paying attention to descriptions when the IMDb description for Misery was a fan rescues a writer from a car wreck. That is Holy technically shit. correct. <laughs> Holy shit. Someone <laughs> deserves a medal for that. I mean, they're not wrong. Or That's like, exactly what or happens. Or like that episode of Mad Men where Peggy has that really tragic like back alley abortion and they just describe it as Peggy has a problem. <laughs> to be fair, Mad Men was one of the worst about that. That's so uh, good. AMC, AMC's staff gave like trolling descriptions it's, all the time. Breaking Bad has a few. It's incredible. It might as well just say Don Draper talks. I think there's one episode of Breaking Bad that's like Walt doesn't get along with Jesse's girlfriend, and if you know what that's <laughs> describing, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. Jesse uses the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. That's that's one I. Uh, I'm Yikes. gonna remove this. Yeah. Uh, do you care, Matt? Well, uh, I'm gonna watch it eventually. Walt and Jesse. Never mind. Walt then. and Jesse okay. go out for fast food. <laughs> oh no! I think that one's almost real. <laughs> Is it cannibalism? It's cannibalism, isn't it? <laughs> I was gonna tell Don't you not to watch it. Breaking Bad, but you've wasted your time on so much worse. Breaking Bad is just an okay television show. Like I'm, I'm four episodes in, and I have been four episodes in for about four years. So <laughs> I have to. If it makes you feel better, 
I didn't get past season two. I just heard about it from others. Oh, buddy, it's fine. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I got, it's perfectly okay. I just you know, didn't have the urge to binge it. You know, oddly, I got spoiled for one of the finale, like for something in the finale because of Mythbusters. Huh. Because they try to make the gun. Are you got it? Are you the are you the person single the only person left alive still watching Mythbusters somehow? That was like a random one where like mm-hmm. I still had cable and I was flipping through channels and I went, "Ooh, Mythbusters! I haven't watched that in years. Like I I haven't watched it regularly." And then a normal person would keep scrolling. Time. <laughs> or it might have been I saw it on YouTube. And Matt's like, I guess this time isn't worth anything. Here we go. Look, there was a time where I watched a lot of, like, fucking Property Brothers and House Hunters. Like, I've wasted my time on worse. <laughs> aspiring landlord, Matt Marcus. Uh, wait, as- well, actually, I was going to say aspiring landlord. Aspiring landlord, or I, ugh. yeah, no, I don't, I'm not a landlord, and I probably will never be, because that is a lot of work, and I don't want to do it. Oh, if it's a lot of work, you're doing it wrong. You know what the most disappointing <laughs> fucking plot turn of 2019 was? Hannibal Burris, landlord Stan. Love it, yo. That was that was love something. it. Oh, so good. Isn't he, isn't he part of the Yang Gang? No, that's Dave Chappelle. Well, oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. That no, is, I like. I no, had. A, I thought kidding. that that was in response of like uh, a a Yang debate or something. I forget what it was. No, no. He literally started going, "Yo, fuck Bernie. Landlords got to stick together," and like was trying to get people to donate to a landlord organization. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I remember that part of it. I just I forgot what, what to started. To a landlord it. organization. Every- anyway, back to Wrath of the Wave Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Wrath of the Human look, Wave look, Attack. They're, look, they're just they're running around Zebes. They find the Wave Gun, <laughs> and, they can, and they can get through doors where they can shoot it from the other side. Oh, they can definitely shoot things from the other side. Oh, you're of talking about style. that bad video game. I got it. <laughs> Ah, we have Chris uh, Sims in the call instead of Chris Taylor now. It's a bad video <laughs> game. It's terrible. It feels terrible to play. And it's very disinteresting. And Metroidvanias are just shitty 90s adventure games where you rub every item on every interactable hotspot, but your items are abilities and hotspots are ledges you can't reach yet. It's fucking boring. But but Chris, is Super Mario Bros. 3 a Metroidvania? Who cares? It's also terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible, but why would you play it? When Yoshi's Island exists. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Objectively, uh, the best Yoshi's Island is hard to. <laughs> so, so what, what what you're saying is that basically you want your platformers to have a lot of animal. Cruelty. Oh, hold up! You have to edit this before I started talking. You just put the bad opinion hour starts now. <laughs> I will absolutely put in a fucking jingle for this. The bad opinion Jesus. hour is a fine is a, is a fine slash tradition. Anyhow, uh, yeah, the Earth Union flag fucking sucks. I don't know what it is. I wasn't paying attention. It. I was. It's weird. It's just. It looks like they they didn't even bother to try to make it look like the Earth. But I don't know if that was like artistic license or it's just like. Oh, we're just, that's hard to draw. Let's draw something simpler. So it looks like Oceania or something, where it's like a giant, like a single Chris, do you know what the Platinum Games logo looks like? Bangia, sorry. Oceania is a... Yeah, I've been playing too much XCOM, That's from 1984, you prick. No, it's also what you call, like, the area where, like, Australia is. It's called Oceania. Mm. Yeah. It's also an area in XCOM 2. Notable good video game. Still haven't played that one. I think I'm I playing, 
I've been playing so much of it. It's kind of not okay. Heads, I mean, like the game's up. great. Heads up, Grim Horizon way harder than you would think it would be. Oh wait, no, I think it's extremely hard considering how many of those dark events are like fucking brutal also, by themselves. I, also, I put it on hard mode and Grim Horizon, so having a bad time. Yeah, yeah, that seems bad. Like not fun, bad. I've been playing the new Gemcraft. It's pretty good. Uh, I like it, to be honest, because it keeps you from ever, like, just going over the top in such a way that nothing is ever a challenge again. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like, at the top end of, like, the, the upgrade cycle, and I basically just have a handful of missions left. All the Chosen are dead. But, like, every once in a while, I'll get a mission that just gets real dicey super fast. Because, like, I had one where they were, like, they were, like, oh, there's extra mechs in this one. Oh, there were, like, six of them. And they were roaming around with codexes, and there was also a sectopod, and they all triggered it once. That's fine. <sighs> it's fine. That's why you hacked the sectopod. I, d I don't have a hacking person. I only have healing people. Why are you so bad? Because I, I never used hack in previous games. I you didn't gotta, like it that much. No, you gotta use hack on everything all the time, because that way you just stack up those plus 20 hack scores, and you can just hack whatever you want. No problem. Get all the benefits. Yeah, at some point I gotta like if I get enough uh, ability points on my like main specialist, I'll do that. I have like a hacking specialist, but he just runs on a uh, covert ops the whole time. Like him and like a sniper has been on every covert ops. Uh, it's it's hilarious how you can like abuse those to turn as like a soldier into like ridiculous stats. Like I have like the Templar guy. He has like they're so good. I I haven't really used him because he's like understated until like I threw him a bunch of missions and now he has like 20 health naturally <laughs> hey check out my invulnerability shield and then i do like 30 damage in melee they're crazy dude yeah i i saw a video where like the guy went like somebody who like did the final fight without directly like basically with all reaction shots and uh blade storms yeah they're fucking killing all the avatars they're out of control yeah they're so good so like i, I gotta start trading that guy up anyway back to the show <laughs> XCOM 2, Word of the Chosen, very good. The the best yeah. tactics game. I think I might like it, it better, might like it better than Jagged Alliance 2. I was gonna say, I thought J2 was your jam. Mm, no, maybe better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wave guns. Star Wars stuff. Blah 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 blah. Uh buff War politics. Crimes. We get a little of that this episode. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh this is oh, the John last shot. The last shot for the Ome Foundation to get the Idion for themselves, if they don't get it this time around, they're going to end up having to partner with Karala's dad in the military. Is that Delaney or Steyer? I don't know. Who's the really, really swole, like, Democratic candidate? I think you were thinking of uh, Delaney. Delaney is, okay. like, kind of cut. There you go. Like, he, and he wears really tight polos. And he's not running for president anymore. Bummer. <laughs> uh, he had been running since June of 2017. <laughs> He was the first guy to start running in my, like, eight months. I see that guy who, is he, the, is he also the bald one that looks like a turtle? He, yeah, well, he, okay. well, I don't know if he looks like a turtle, he he's like definitely bald. He's got that turtle mouth. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> hey, girl, you got that good turtle mouth. Ooh. <laughs> Let me tell you what I can do with these lips. Rawr, 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 rawr. My Mitch McConnell. Uh, Harulu's dad is trying to kill uh, <laughs> the emperor, and that's it. Yeah, like there's another. Boring. So, like, there's a second 
coup planning happening right now. So you have like the Ome Foundation, you have Doba, and like oh the Ome Foundation is like we might have to team up with Doba to do it, which would be very unfortunate, but we need that robot to have any chance at it. So, yeah. Like all this interesting other stuff is happening off screen. And yeah, uh Harulu and her father talk for a bit before Doba just pieces out and goes yeah, I'm going to go recruit the entire financial sector to our cause. And it's very questionable whether a single person in charge cares about the Emperor at this point. Yeah, it's just really weird to be throwing in this much political stuff without a ton of context for the Buff Clan's, like, society. So this is tweaked a little more in the movies. Uh-huh. Because the movies are basically a streamlined retelling of the series with a new ending. Boy, so far, very, very easily see how you can fit all this in an hour and a half. Um, the first movie straight up goes up to the death of Kitty Kitten. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very easy yeah. to fit all that in an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you just don't need. I'm Absolutely. I'm Several just going to say we only need to do Be Invoked for the finale episode, but... I'm going to watch the other one and just point out some of the weird changes they make. Because they do some actual changes to make it flow better. Yeah, I, I would wa- I'm would. i going to watch it, too, just for context. And we could probably spend, like, ten minutes on it. I can't believe it took them, like, 30, 40 years to say, maybe Tamino shouldn't be allowed to make TV shows and only movies. Dude, I am i don't want to go anywhere near Hathaway's Flash this year. Mm. This year is going to be super cursed for Gundam. It's the all Tamino all the time show. Yeah. Oof. Because he's do- they're adapting one of his novels, Hathaway's Flash, into an animated fe- feature, and then they're doing five recap movies of the last TV show he wrote. Tamino might be bad. I think Tamino is bad, actually. I, I think of Tamino. Bad. The same way I think of Gene Roddenberry, which is... Who is that? That's the Star Trek guy. Star Trek guy. Is that the Star Trek guy? Gene Roddenberry, the original guy? Yeah. Oh. uh, Boy, I just almost said, isn't that George Lucas? Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. If you had said that intentionally, that would be a masterstroke. But... Yeah, um... Oh, good lord. Roddenberry and Tomito are very alike in that they have very regressive views on women, but are also, like, giant hippie men who believe in a better, like, better things are possible and we are not our basest natures. Gene Roddenberry, I believe in free love, which means I shouldn't have to pay a prostitute. Um, so here's the thing. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Tomino is a very weird dude, but I have never heard sex pest accusations. Multiple women in the original Star Trek series left or got payoffs because of Roddenberry's actions. Yikes. In the 60s. Ooh, that's bad. And there's... People have basically all but said... The reason Next Gen starts out so weird is that Roddenberry was still alive and could still veto a lot of shit. Which is why, until he dies, the show doesn't find its footing. Mm-hmm. Man, if if Sims does do that uh, 
TNG show. I might have to watch TNG. I might have to have it. fucking fun with season two, my dude. I heard season one is the bad one. Season one is very all over the place. Uh-huh. Season two has one of the most hated characters in Star Trek history. Wesley Gray. Uh, yes, but also they remove Dr. Crusher Data. for a year. And they give us Dr. Pulsaki, I think her name is. And she's basically just like, what if there was a nurse on the ship, but she was robot racist for a year? Hooray. Yeah, nobody really likes her, because that's just great to have when you're in the middle of things like Measure of a Man. There's that weird episode where everybody's obsessed with playing Candy Crush. Yes. That episode is much funnier in hindsight, because it's like, in the 80s, someone thought this was what video games would be, and now that game exists. Mm-hmm. It's called Quasi uh, Cupcakes. Huh. Spelled like Quasar. Uh, never, that's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine bit. Oh, okay, I've never seen that. That's a great show. I, I hear that. that. It's just one of those things where it's like, I need the time. You know what's great about it? Is that it presents cops as objects of ridicule, just like real life. <laughs> you realize that uh, my new avatar across all of our company systems now is an incredibly exhausted mouse cop, right? Yeah, you told me about this. I didn't remember if I had or not. There's a mouse cop? Yeah, Mappy. Hmm. I don't know where that's from. Mappy. Anyway, we get into another space battle. <laughs> um, The Earth Union fighters are just X-Wings. They can fuck off with that. You like, first. this is another time where... We, we've done this twice already. The military shows up and says, um, you guys need to, like, stop what you're doing. And and the solo ship people are like, no, fuck off. We're not going to do that. And by the way, they're gonna, the buff clan are going to attack us. And then the buff attack and they go, we, we've got this. We're the military. And they get their asses handed to them. And then the Adion saves them. So they insert a flashback that wasn't shown on screen to introduce the wave motion gun, which I find hilarious. That like, was so bad. They could have just gone to the part where they said, hey, we found a new idiot part, like, way back in episode 12. They could have just shown that to us earlier in the episode, and it oh, wouldn't have been as have. much of a cheat. Yeah, like, the, they organized it, like, they edited it in a way where it was the worst version of how you do this. Because... For people at home who did not watch this episode, which would be 90% of you, in the middle of the battle, Cosmo goes, wait, we found that gun. And the whole thing goes black and white as we discover, oh yeah, deeper in the ship there was this giant gun. It uh, connects to that black hole in the center of the Ideon, and here's how you fire it. Oh yeah, we thought it was part of the engine, but it isn't. Yeah, it's so big it looks like an engine. Uh, and the the whole thing with that, like, you didn't even need to explain any of that shit. You should have been like, hey, uh, turns out this is a gun. Cool. Yeah. And so they're like, fall and the back, gun don't get the gun. rockets on it. It's got, like, little jets on it so you could fly over to the Ideon. Yup. Why? By the way, I am convinced the Unit 01's color scheme is based on the wave motion gun. It's the exact same purple and green. I believe it. Is the wave motion gun green? The targeting and everything, yeah. Targeting? mm, It's just purple and green. Like, to be honest, the 90s were very into purple and green. 
This is 80s. Yeah, I've been to a Taco Bell. Oh, you point. can't lie to me. Yeah, but like, I think it's for like... <laughs> Uh, just, just waiting for, like just waiting for the wave for... motion cannon to shoot that jazz symbol. Shinji, you are part of the live moss mentality. Oh no. <laughs> That's worse than instrumentality. The live moss instrumentality. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we have an episode title. <laughs> Oh, Shinji, I hate myself, but I have to believe that every day I will live moss. <laughs> <laughs> every day will be a little bit more moss, and that's how I keep every, going forward. Every day uh, Misato comes home with fourth meal in one hand and a beer in the other. Shinji <laughs> uh, snaps because uh, uh, he, they won't give him, uh, give him a fucking chalupa. Oh, that's that's actually what I, that's actually what uh. 3.3 was about was the fourth meal impact. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> oh, jeez. <man. laughs> oh, <laughs> Speaking of being way sorry, too real, sorry. by the way. <laughs> Go. the, fourth Go. Meal, the fourth meal gives you an impact in vowel. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I actually can't remember the last time I went to a Taco Bell. That's probably for the best. I don't like Taco Bell, so I've eaten there like exactly once. I went to a Taco Time the other day. That's probably mm. pretty good, eh? That Taco Time, great, excellent. There's a there's a taco truck near my office, and uh, they have really good beef tongue tacos, and they're delicious. There's a taco tongue near my. Uh, there's a taco. Tongue near my <laughs> there's a taco tongue near my office. I, 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 it's in my mouth. That, that that seems really inappropriate, Fletch. Yeah, there's a taco truck next to my office, and it's creepy because it's next to a wildlife preserve. So you just hear frog sounds the entire time you're waiting for your meal. Hell yeah, that's not a joke. Dude. Hell yeah. Oh man, and now I'm trying to imagine uh, frog meat, like frog tacos. They're probably really tasty. Frog's legs are delicious. I was gonna say, having had frog's legs, I could see that. Yeah. I don't know if you can really carne asada fry frog meat. Yeah, the, the, it's not, not a lot of meat too. and a lot of bones. So you have to like take the meat off the bones first. It's a lot of work, but I I need it. Maybe it's like a fish taco. Hmm. Once you debone those and you just have little lumps. Oy. Anyway, Cosmo waits <laughs> way too long to save Cheryl from a burning prison cell at the end of this episode. Like, he's outside the room, he knows it's Cheryl, and he's just kind of like, do I call Shout Shoutouts to Cheryl, who's just like, my boyfriend who I met last episode, I'll be there soon. And then she's just yep. like, uh, oh shit, wait! Like, the weird thing about that whole scene is, like, the, the way it's, like, shot and edited is so strange, where it, like, I think it's trying to show that Cosmo is trying to listen and find out where she is, but you think he's, like, outside of the door that she's banging on, but no, he's on the hull. It's very weird. It, it, it looks very... It makes no sense until, like, the Idion's hand comes in and saves her. Also, I love this. Uh -huh. She literally asks, why did you save me? And his response is, and this is a direct quote, well, uh -huh. Deck yelled at me, so... Dot, dot, dot. Did we talk about how the squirrel is, like, affected by the gel cannon, by the way? No. Oh, where it starts having seizures? Yeah! Oh, no, I it didn't, definitely I didn't does. that. 
It falls oh, off his shoulder a couple of times and starts writhing on the floor. I only know that because it's directly above the subtitles. Yeah. yeah, I I remember uh, seeing the squirrel fall, but I don't remember seeing convulsions. But yikes! I, just want... I think it's the second time around. Yeah, it's having a full on seizure. When it happens in you... Be Invoked, there's a little explosion, and you just see the inside of the squirrel visor covered in blood. Look, it wouldn't surprise me, considering like a squirrel is not a human, that like that thing would melt its brain immediately, as opposed to five minutes. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, that maybe that's a little too dark for Tomino. Maybe. No, it's not. Okay. I was hoping. Um, Be Invoked is one of two times that he really got the nickname Kill Em All Tamino from. So you should just get ready for some real metal deaths. Oh, well, I, I saw that one gif. Everyone's seen that one gif. What if I told you the whole movie is just a bunch of that one gif? I believe You're not it. far off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I can now say it at this point. The opening shot of Be Invoked is Kitty Kitten's fucking head bursting off and arcing in front of the reflection of Cosmo's visor. She's already dead! Not in the movie that. canon! Uh, oh, that's so... He gets he gets to see it! What? That's oh, so yikes. stupid. Yeah, I hate that. Feels like I mean, they don't have time to have him comatose, dude. They have to make the thing flow better. Yikes. Like, like, there's also a bit where Cosmo's convinced that Cheryl, like, pieced off the ship because she just wants to get back to Earth and fuck everybody else, and... Cheryl needs to use the computer. <laughs> well, he asks her straight up about that, and she's like, no, that wasn't it. No, what she says is, I think now I have to remain on the solo ship. She doesn't answer him. Oh, yeah, yeah I guess it's... Like, to me, I, I didn't see it so much as an evasion of being like, a, like I thought I I got everybody into this mess by, you know, going onto the lunar thing and using Gloria, so I thought I would sacrifice myself, like, to do that. No, she was trying to do the exact same thing she's done repeatedly and uh -huh. fuck off and get herself out of Dodge. And, that and then she didn't expect that they're like, uh, how about we actually arrest you and don't give you any of your science and you can go rot in hell. Which is what she should have expected. She keeps thinking that humanity uh, is going to be rational and not like a military dictatorship, which it apparently is. I yeah. love militant unions. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like breaking into a military uh, like installation to use their computer seems like a thing that would get you thrown in the brig 100% of the time. No, but science. Aww. Anyhow, we get the next verse of the heart-wrenching song, and the entire crew of the solo ship and whatever Moonland-based survivors decide to hop aboard the tow to the solo ship realize they can never return to Earth again as we close this episode. Yeah, there's a good line here that Cosmo gives at the end where he's basically saying, like, we're... Like, we're cursed. We're trapped by this. Like, we're stuck here. I think it's Cheryl. That was in 27. Yeah. She says they are prisoners of the infinite power of the Ide. Yeah, so, like, they're they're like the sixth civilization where they can't escape it. Yep. Yeah, which I, I think is, like, it seems really obvious, and it's something we've been talking about for, like, ten episodes now, but, like, the way they, like, presented it, like, landed pretty well for me. We are at the point where Cheryl starts having her final arc. Yeah. Because now she's got PTSD. You think she would have had PTSD already, given all the fighting that's been going on? 
No, but she wasn't horny when she watched a guy die before. Uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. What a dumb subplot. That's so bad. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, that is the close of episode 28. Uh, next time around, we are going to be starting with 29 through 32 and crossed sword. Crossed swords? Glinting swords. Glinting swords. Glinting swords. I don't know. My brain refuses to accept glinting as a word. It sounds like a thing Joe Biden would say. Yeah, it does. Uh, it really does. Anyhow, so that's these episodes. Uh, I'm going to presume the two of you are okay with this format shift in the notes. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. All right. It's a lot easier for me if I only have to take down any really interesting lines and just go, whole, hey, let's discuss. That was the whole point of the notes to begin with. Look, I got used to doing them on a very dense series like Ava, so it's been a hard habit to break to just go summary details. Yep. Yeah, like Ava would be hard to do that for sure. That's why I just <laughs> just basically played by played the whole show with all the dialogue. Uh-huh. Uh, there were definitely episodes I did that on because yeah. Anyhow, yeah, we're we're nearing the ending, so Did we mention that Car uh Carlala thinks that uh, Earth looks identical to Buffer. She yeah. and Gijay both have some uh, revelations seeing the home planet of humans. Tell yes. me that Gijay doesn't come back again. I can't. Motherfucker. Dude, he just snuck aboard the ship. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, I told you that earlier! He, he snuck onto the transport with the other people going to the cell. Ah. Uh... So guess what? He's going to try to grab the robot and leave with the robot again. EJ fighting in the ship again. Biological trackers again. Rejected by a human outpost again. Can't wait. Um, what if I told you you're wrong about that last bit? Well, that's literally what just happened. No, I mean, like, that that's not his arc anymore. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. One... Hmm. I wonder what she... I, I, I'm interested in what he's going to do. I hope it's not. He's gonna yeah, I mean, like, as long as it's not Cheryl. doing the same thing he's been. Oh, <laughs> uh, bad news. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, remember when I told you that there was going to be a buff human hybrid? What if uh, I told you two scientists get it on? What if I told you Cheryl's horny for science and Gijay's a scientist? Oh, no. He's a scientist? Yeah! He is a scientist! He did all the research, and that's how they invented the dumb gel cannon, dick. Well, and Donovan. Think, I didn't think he was, like, a scientist. I thought he was a soldier who, like, brought the data to other people to work on. No, he's a research guy. That's why they oh. sent him to the planet. In the first place, that makes sense. Ever, I totally forgot about that. You ever hear think about how every show has a plot that revolves about the data and then think i wish computers didn't exist it's just the worst plot MacGuffin is the data it's in like every video game was it just game. the files before that yeah i think yes. it was the files Motherfucker. Yeah, combat cool. data Cold combat data shit. was a thing for years the just oh, oh i hate it uh, as a Resident Evil fan, I cannot shit-talk the data. You know, at least the files would be better because it's a physical object you have to go get and not a thing you can just magic into existence from a completely different area. 
Yeah. That's not true. You need a USB key now. Hmm. That's not true. You just go. You just log into their unprotected S3 bucket and get the data. <laughs> oh God, the fall of Umbrella would be so different if they remade those games now. <laughs> Their fucking stupid uh, antidote mixer is part of the Mirai botnet. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this has been a podcast on the Pitch Drop Network. We all uh, love you. We would love to see you at tentacle.pro if you like shows like don't this. Don't say we would episodes. love to see you at tentacle.pro. <laughs> we I would! Mean- I mean, he's not wrong. It's just, it implies other things. Just accept the camera permissions when it asks. We've got such <laughs> holes to fill you. Uh, anyway. See, yeah. see, we fill your Sorry. holes and you fill our financial holes. Come let us lovingly works. embrace you at Pro. There we go. Uh, there are also other shows on the network, but you're probably either aware of them or are just here because this is the only podcast that will ever describe Ideon on the internet. Right. And we'll be back in two weeks. Or because I haven't with... bullied you into listening to one of our better podcasts yet. <laughs> yeah, probably that. With glinting swords and more revelations about the infinite power of the Ide. Goodbye. Peace. <laughs>